0: Thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Digital Boost, an initiative launched by the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment in partnership with digital innovators in the private sector to help everyone upskill their digital capability from employees to business owners and anyone else who wants to learn how to increase their digital skills. I love it. The program covers all aspects of digital from accounting to marketing. So far, 25,000 plus Kiwis have signed up and the best part is that it's all 100% free. Stay tuned to hear about the epic giveaway. Thanks so much to Digital Boost for supporting the podcast and all you have to do is head to www.digitalboost.co.nz to sign up. Let's get on with the episode. Hey guys and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project. Today we bring on Kale Panaho, who you may remember from a previous episode, number 60, where we chatted all about Kale's career working with massive brands like TikTok and Boss Babe from a personal perspective, but today we are talking about digital boost and small business as a whole, which we will get into in a second. But firstly, thanks so much Kale for being here a second time. Beyond grateful for your support of the podcast. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm very good, thank you, and um, stoked to be back. Um, obviously, I've been watching you grow, um, and so it's always been pretty exciting since um, even when we jumped on to where you're at now. Thank
0: you, appreciate that. Um, so I thought we could start off with a bit of a brief overview of yourself for those who haven't listened to the to the first episode with you and what your day to day looks like at the moment.
1: Yeah, so uh, for me, I, I run a digital marketing company uh, called KJ Growth. Um, we have an office in L.A. Um, and then one here in Dunedin, New Zealand. Um, and so we've got a team of uh, just over 21 now. Um, and then I'm also the managing director at another company called Rugby Bricks, which is an e-commerce brand that sells uh, rugby-based kicking tees and, and products around that. Um, and so for me, um, at the moment, typical day-to-day is just sort of obviously one looking after the team um, and trying to give them what they need to succeed. And then the other side of that, too, is um, working on some of these larger campaigns like digital boosts.
0: Cool, very exciting stuff. So yeah, let's just get straight into it. What is Digital Boost and like why and who is it necessary for?
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously that shared experience the world had last year, which was COVID-19, um, basically hit Kiwis a little bit disproportionately. Um, in New Zealand, only 50% of uh, businesses have a website. Um, so a bit of a shock fact in the fact that obviously if you can't <laughs> sell and you can't actually physically visit the business owner um, themselves and you've got no portal or way to communicate with your customers, um, it certainly sets you up for a little bit of failure. And so uh, the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment, so MB, um, basically looked at this post-COVID and said, okay, cool, look, our digital literacy um, is quite below the bar of where it needs to be. Um, and business owners obviously felt the same thing um, because you know obviously we're a country that's grown on the back of word of mouth um, and a lot of businesses obviously when you've got friends or and whānau where you can have a chat with them um, if you can't do that face-to-face anymore um, and you've got to try and figure out how to use Facebook Messenger or figure out how to set up a Facebook page or even a website um, and you're scrambling to do that before you go into lockdown um, there just wasn't enough education for Kiwis on that front and so they put this program together. Um, it was put up for a, an RFP, which stands for Request for Proposal. So, a collaboration of the Mind Lab. So, it's headed up by Frances Valentine. She's the CEO of the company of the Tech Future Labs and the Mind Lab. You may know them or not. Um, and then the team at Indigo
0: had Tech Future Labs on the podcast very early in the piece.
1: Ah, uh-huh, nice. Um, yeah, they're an amazing team there. Um, and so, like Fee Webby and, and the team, that then they do some really awesome stuff. And so, they've got some great people there and then indigo so the team that run monarchy and choice Um, so i know you know that team i think Um, and so the third party that came in to help on that bid was us so k and j and um, what we said is like hey we think we've got some pretty good digital knowledge um, to help Kiwis succeed and so we built this program that essentially takes kiwis and teaches them one um, how to go online so whether you're looking to build a website how to sell online so digital marketing um, how to take things if you're doing physical stuff in your books, um, how to actually take that online and do accounting using tools like Xero and that sort of thing.
0: That's a good um, how to
1: actually be productive online, tools of obviously figuring out how to actually spend your time and actually, you know, things like Trello, stuff that you and I have talked about in a previous podcast. And then there's some future tech stuff of what it looks like going forward. And then the last one is tracking and insights. So, Obviously understanding that if your customer is spending time online, um, how do you support them online? And so those are the six pillars that digital boosters. And so it's a comprehensive course where you can jump in and it's pretty much like a pick and choose. You can have a look and go through and say, okay, cool. Look, um, if I'm a small business owner, I want to jump in and learn accounting. But if I'm an employee of a small business or even a business and I want to learn how to do digital marketing to add that to my repertoire, anyone can jump in, pick up videos. Um, and they're taught by industry experts, people for some sort of the best in the world. And then we're supported by like a huge backing of what is called the Digital Alliance. So companies like Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, um, BNZ. And if people head to the Digital Alliance, um, you'll see that Digital Boost slash Alliance. You'll get to have a look and see all the partners that are helping us. And so they've come on board and and people from each of those companies have content that is placed on the platform too. So. Pretty comprehensive list of how to teach people how to do the digital stuff, and we're really working to sort of teach, one, give small businesses the capability to actually serve their customers if they are online. Two, help Kiwis who obviously want to learn how to become more digitally literate, Um, and so those are the people in the workplace who hopefully want to gain some of those skills, whether that be accounting, productivity, marketing, Um, and then the third part, if you're thinking of starting a business or trying to go into this, um, there's that space for you to obviously pick up some of these skills.
0: Mm, yeah that's really exciting so we obviously know that New Zealanders as a whole have a low level of digital literacy as they do financial literacy many areas to, <laughs> for people to be upskilling yeah. in um so what are some common ways that I guess not only small businesses but probably employees people in general let themselves down when it comes to digital literacy
1: yeah so uh, again uh, like most things in this the way that I think about this so if you use the word digital literacy it's still pretty vague right um Like should I be great at emailing people? Should I be great at like tracking my time? Should I be great at doing marketing? And so one of the things I look at for this is digital literacy is just a way to improve the functions of your day-to-day just using digital tools. And so if you're a marketer, how do I use Facebook and Instagram or YouTube and Google to advertise? If I'm an accountant, how do I use tools like Xero? Um, An NYB to get better at that. And then if I'm an office worker who's looking to improve upon myself, how do I use productivity tools? So things like to automate day-to-day jobs that I'm sick of doing. And so the thing is is that pretty much anything that you're doing in your job at the moment, for the most of us, is there's pieces of that that can be either automated or scaled using digital tools. And so Kiwis and ourselves, there's some things that we're sort of notorious for. Um, And what's come out of the data on that is, one, Um, When it comes to helping serve people um, for customers online, obviously the big one is websites. Um, Obviously half of New Zealand businesses don't have that. So if you don't have a website, it's hard to communicate. Um, And then the second piece that we go through is there's another scale, um, which is the OECD, which measures New Zealand's productivity. Um, And so we don't rank very highly on that either. Um, And one of the things, the reason being, is that our digital literacy is quite poor. And so when we're productive in the workplace, You know, the things and the tools that could make you better, similar to using something like um, a task management system like Trello, um, or using something called Zapier, which just automates and ties different apps together to make you more productive in your work, are the things that we're looking at. And so we've just got this pretty broad array of things that we're not doing too well, um, but obviously this, the program helps support it.
0: Mm, yeah cool and i feel like this gives people who are keen to start freelancing start their own business or even just upskill in their own job a really good opportunity um to do that independently as well which is really exciting so if someone is thinking about starting their own small business this year but is worried about going all in from a digital boost perspective and even a personal perspective what would you say to them
1: yeah look so i think for the most of us um and uh, when I'm talking about building a side hustle, um, if I'm looking at starting a business, is it, there's, usually it starts in sort of three things. The first one is like a conversation. Talk to the people who you think may be your customers and pitch them your product first. Mm. Um, tell them, hey, this is what I'm going to build or try and do. Um, and so that's the first part. If you try and do that with 10 people and 10 people don't want to buy your product, probably don't start your side hustle or carry on in that way. <laughs> if people give you some form of affirmation and say, hey, your product looks great. The next one I would do is just build some form of landing page. So the way that you want to build is like a website's a full end, but a landing page when you can build on something like Convertry, um or ClickFunnels is just one page. And so you can create a really small website of basically what is called an MVP, so a minimum viable product. Um, and so you can build that side of it out, literally put the product you want to sell, have it there, and then literally try and get people to advertise on it. And so if I'm a digital boost, I would be looking at, you know, on the website stuff is just how to build a landing page, build that first so you can actually just get people to go in and pitch in and try and buy it. And then the second piece is just pick up the marketing module, figure out how to market to your right people, and then figure out where your customer is. And so those first 10 people you talk to, what I do is just interview them, find out the things they like, and if they have said they'll buy your product, figure out where more of those people are, Mm -hmm. pick up the digital marketing modules, and then go from there.
0: Yeah, cool. I guess it's like finding your niche as well in a way. And um, are there any examples of businesses or employees or people in general who you've known have gone through digital boost already or used some of the resources um, and an example of how it's benefited them?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that we did at the start of this is we, we set out to find the people who are using digital well in some of those areas that you don't think they typically would. So an example of this is I've got a mate um, who lives here in Dunedin. Um, his name's Matt Maley, but he owns a business called iPlum. Um, and he's a plumber, but he's got New Zealand's biggest social media following for a plumber. <laughs> right? love and, that. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And it's, I mean, it's not, it's not too much of a tough gig. I think he's got maybe like 3,000-something followers. Oh, good. Um, but, but that's what I mean. You know, he started out, and the, the key thing is using these tools and adoption, when he started this business five years ago, uh now he has obviously repeat and referral work and it's a seven-figure company but 60 percent of his business initially came through facebook right um and so some of the things here like the basics of it all he does is he's like look i'm not really that keen on sending people or showing people the pictures of us working down there with the the poos and the pipes (laughs) and that's his whole (laughs) thing he talks about that but he's like what i am keen on doing is showing them the finished product and so the piece that he always does is he's like we'll go back and then take a picture of the bathroom when it's finished and he's like, we'll put that up on social media and people send us a pic and, and tell us, oh, we love that, or we've seen it. And so that's the sort of stuff, right? Really small things, but if you wouldn't expect that from a tradie. Um, and so we've had a few people like that that have gone through the program and are using that really well. Another one is just Jackson Brown Automarine. So we've got a friend who's up in Mungify. They've been through the digital boost stuff and they've used the program and they're a case study on there. Um, but you know, for them, they've used digital tools to become more productive. They went from literally like calling one another and being like, hey, I'm in the Excel sheet, being like, go to B52. And they'd be literally telling each other this like on the phone over COVID trying to chat through it, Mm -hmm. as opposed to now using a Google Drive and Sheets, right? Um, And also using them, moving that to Microsoft and then doing it on OneDrive as well. They've got that on the session. And so like it's really small stuff like that. But if you're trying to tell people to try and change physical things or offline docs, um, there's some of those sort of hero stories of people that you wouldn't typically think would need it or use it.
0: Yeah, totally. That's really exciting. I, I know that when we were speaking about this initially, I was saying that my dad would be the perfect person for this because he's just had a concreting business his entire life, doesn't have a website, everything's word of mouth. And um, yeah, he would benefit from something like that extremely yeah but I keep telling him you know you need to do this that and the other and he's like well if you're not going to sort it for me I'm not going to do it (laughs) so there's probably an element of like proactiveness you need to have as well when you're sorting out your like digital literacy um and I guess yeah from leading on from that and your experience what have you seen that successful small businesses have had in common. Is it, you know, not just relying on word of mouth and going, being proactive and actually upskilling in their digital literacy?
1: Yeah, so I think that the key piece that I want to touch on is obviously um, fear. So a lot of people who haven't had a crack at this, and it's the same with anything new, um, is if you haven't done this before, um, you just don't know what you don't know. And your assumptions are typically far worse than the actual real outcome is. Um, and the thing is, like, people stress way too much about what the potential impact is of going online or doing it wrong. Um, and the piece that I continue to think about when you see this is that the small businesses that are doing this well are the ones that are going to have a crack, but they just don't mind the outcome of trying it and failing. Um, and the thing is here, like, where uh, one of the things I've said a lot and I think of is you know, the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you hang out and you're a tradie with a lot of other tradies, Um, and none of them are online, you're probably not going to go online, right? And in New Zealand, we've got a bit of tall poppy that we have to deal with. And so the ones in the businesses that strike out and then take advantage of some of the stuff are the ones that usually go through and do it, uh, do better. And so, you know what I mean, for a plumber to to jump in and actually just set up a Facebook page and then, you know, spend maybe a couple hundred dollars a month, no other plumber is doing that. And so there's a huge land grab for small businesses, employees, people, and anyone who's wanting to try this that... If you're in an industry that hasn't got strong digital adoption and you want to have a crack at this, you just don't have to be that much better than the person next to you, right? And so mm. what we're seeing here is that the small businesses that do it are the ones who you know, are willing to have a crack at it, try it, um, and not be too worried about failing. And the thing is when you say failure is you spend $10 on a Facebook ad and it doesn't work. Um, you try and set up a website and it doesn't work and then you have to get a professional. The risk of doing it is, is a bit of time. Um, and the other side of it is on the, the flippers, you know. You go through and it works out really well, and then you become sort of the this person who is the standout in your industry. So that piece there is obviously, if you're the type of small business owner who's willing to do this, the best are the ones who usually go and ask another small business owner who's already done it, um, or look for case studies on how they've cracked it themselves. Yeah,
0: cool. I think that's a really good piece of advice. And I guess thinking about myself here for using digital boost as a service versus product-based business different when it comes to the things we've spoken about
1: yeah so i think i mean obviously you know digital boost for in itself obviously the resource is completely free right so you can have a look and apply these things but yeah product versus service spaces are way different to what it is when you're trying to either market them or going through there it's a different story of whether or not you're doing a lead generation campaign versus just directly selling to a consumer um and the part of what you're looking for is if you're doing this sort of things is the content will teach you how to do that. Um, There's a lot of stuff in in differentiating it, but for yourself, I mean, when you look at the stuff of doing services, which is the space that I'm in um, with digital marketing versus um, B2C, which is obviously business to consumer, you just have different trends because what you're usually looking for in most services business is serving other businesses.
0: Just popping in to remind you guys that our sponsor Digital Boost is a free platform dedicated to getting you the educational leverage you need to take advantage of new business technology. Tech is obviously a massive part of our lives, and with over 60% of Kiwis having shopped online or purchased services digitally in 2020, now is the time to utilize these tools. Studies overseas say that there is over a 23% pay gap between those who are digitally skilled and those who aren't. So they'll be giving away two $10,000 prize packs with a new iPhone 12 and Microsoft Surface Pro. All you need to do is head to wwwdigitalboostconz giveaways and sign up for free and get more entries by sharing the comp. Thanks so much to Digital Boost for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the episode. And when it comes to trends in the future with digital literacy and just digital in general um, and what we're going to start using, If we don't start learning these skills, what effect is that going to have on us? How will we be restricted?
1: Yeah, so I think this is a real important one for most people to understand is that I think of this in in two ways. There's one, how to use digital skills and digital tools to free up your time. So the first piece is like personal productivity. Most of us who have entered the workforce um, in my age gap and below, so 30 and below for us, we're we're quite good with digital tools, right? But one of the things that's been... um, is relatively scarce now is like the ability to focus. Um, I know for me, one of the things is like I just don't have social media on my phone. And the reason you and I had this discussion last time to actually figure it out is I'm just not that productive when I have it. Like I will literally screw around and just do nothing. Um, and so I use a lot of digital tools now to protect my time and figure out how to focus. And so the thing that I look at there is that each day I do a lot of stuff that I repeat. But a lot of that can be automated now. And so the first thing there is that if you're a person who's in the workplace, but you're young, like in our age or an age bracket, to be able to actually pick up some of these skills is if you're the type of person who can automate some of your tasks that are really sort of rote in your day, it frees you up for better time to focus on doing other work. Because I know all of us are busy answering emails, but if we can do tasks that another person in our workforce can't do through you know some form of automation tools, then what you're going to do is just be a bit more productive. And as a result, you're probably going to earn more. On the flip side of it too if you lack normal digital literacy like you struggle to use things like gmail you're struggling to figure out how to actually pull tasks together in terms of actually presenting on google slides you're the type of guy like obviously that i mentioned um, jackson brown the automarine is in that if you're still trying to figure out how to use a google sheet and you're having to call someone physically um, there's a really big chance you're just leaving a lot of money on the table and there's some really good studies there's one that was in produced in 2020 um, that came about obviously the pay gap between those who uh, have a gap in digital literacy and the skills and then the lack of uh, income. So there was a big gap between like a 13% gap for those who had digital literacy um, in terms of pay gap. So a 13% gap between those who weren't. And so that's only going to widen um, as we go through this. And that's the thing here is that if you're someone who thinks, okay, cool, I'm pretty savvy with using email, I can do some a lot of stuff online, I can market and do those things well, what I'd sort of say is that like how do you take that even a step further to make yourself better at your job so that you can actually figure out how to automate a lot of what you're doing because most of what's going to be rare in the future is able to focus a lot because automation is going to replace a lot of the work that we do. So if you're able to use and think critically and figure out how to use some of these tools, it'll make you a more valuable employee and also the other side of a more valuable business owner too.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important because I could imagine that a lot of employees might, think well why would I bother using it when I'm you know already paid to do this one job like what benefit will it have to me by upskilling and being proactive in my own education but yeah I think salary is going to be one huge motivator for people to actually get it sorted and also just to enjoy your job more so that you can start I guess focusing more on the things that are challenging you that you enjoy that help you gain some kind of progress in comparison to the menial admin tasks of every day.
1: Yeah, well, that's it, right? And the thing is there, like, for me, one of the things, and I, this was a really clear example, like, you, do you know what Slack is? Yeah. Cool. So one of the things that I used to hate doing at the end of my day was literally going through and then updating my Trello on the tasks that I did. So all I did was, like, I'd have Slack literally just send an automated piece to fill out the Trello, um, and I'd fill it out in Slack, and then it will just automatically upfill it and then send it back. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to leave Slack to do it. Small stuff like that, which is really menial, which would take, you know, maybe another five minutes of screwing around, jumping onto another thing, horrible chance that I'll get distracted and jump on Facebook and waste some more time. That's that, you know, if you can automate some of those things and get rid of it, that gives you, you know, five minutes over a week, half an hour over a week, you know, multiply that for 52, you get a lot of time back. And there's so many little hacks like that for us in our own careers and our day to day is that that's the stuff we don't turn up to work for. It's the boring crap that we have to do. And mm. so if there's tools that allow us to automate a huge amount of those things that we're repeating day to day, one, there's a good chance there's a digital tool that already does it. Um, but two, you're going to just start to enjoy like your job more and then also potentially increase your salary because you're going to be focusing on different types of problems.
0: Yeah, exactly. It just reminds me of doing timesheets and what a waste of time that is. And so when it comes to Digital Boost, how easy is it for someone to sign up? Like how do we actually get involved with it and start using the tools and resources?
1: Yeah, so one of the things we obviously want to do is um, we've figured out like with the BNZ produced a report a while back called the the Digital Skills Report and there was a few things in the gaps in the market that basically said, um, hey, look, if we can jump on board and take advantage of a digital economy, there's roughly another $26 billion worth of um, money for New Zealand to create um, annually in five years' time from this area. And so, you know, we, we want to incentivize people to do that. And so, one of the things that we're doing is that for people who do want to do this, is if you just head to digital slash giveaway, we've got a few things that'll incentivize you to sign up. It's free, but there's a couple of prize packs. And so, you can go on the draw um, to win one new MacBook, uh, no, sorry, not MacBook, a new Surface Pro, um, an iPhone 12. Um, Five hundred dollars on Facebook, five hundred dollars on uh, Google, um, a year subscription of zero, a year free of Microsoft three hundred and sixty five, um, and then a new website redesign as well. So, basically, what wow. we're trying to do is like the government obviously wants to upskill Kiwis because it just leads to the ability for the country to generate more cash, um, and then makes us more productive as a country. And so, we've got the competition running, um, and so there's there's two pricebacks, and then there's ten website redesigns that we're going through. So, look, if it's you're not interested in just upskilling, but you obviously want to go and through and maybe even start your own business. It's a pretty good price pack. But also if you're looking to just take yourself online, um, that's what we've got there. So
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. So you just have to sign up basically to go on the draw to, to get
1: that. Sign up, go on the draw, you get an entry. And then if you refer a mate, I think you get 10 extra entries. So um, oh. obviously what we'll be looking for is just, you know, look, tell other people because for us, you know, MB's invested a lot of money into making this um, system and getting all the sort of information to get it. Um, And the key piece is that our government obviously wants us to actually increase our literacy in this area. And so, you know, uh, for me as a career, that's sort of the benefits of what I've learned. Digital has obviously given me a business that's pretty fulfilling. It's made us create a lot of jobs for us. And um, it's one of the things that's obviously put you and I in touch. Um, And obviously, it's one of the skills you've adopted there. And so, the more Kiwis can obviously do this and and take advantage of some of those sort of skills is that we become a more skilled workforce and as a result, you know, generate more capital for ourselves and um, what we want to do.
0: Totally. That's so exciting. I know that what I'll be doing after this podcast. Um, (laughs) And so just coming back to the conversation around employees and people studying, because I do want to emphasize, as I'm sure you do as well, that it's not just for small businesses. It's for people who are just working or Um, even studying to upskill which actually thinking about it now if I had access to something like this in uni I would have loved it because it would have been so much more relevant to what I was interested in versus my actual degree but anyway (laughs) um, (laughs) why like as an overall statement would someone want to use digital boost even if it is outside of their like career lane or what they're doing at the moment
1: yeah so I think coming back to that productivity piece but essentially like just the data shows if you become more digitally literate you'll earn more money So, like, that's the biggest incentivizer, I think, to start with. (laughs) Um, But the second piece on that is like, there's going to be things where if we go into careers, we're employed by other people, there's good portions of our jobs that our employers have probably not thought of on how to automate. Um, And so, one of the things that you want to do is that there's going to be stuff in your day to day that you're not going to want to do, but a machine could probably do it better for you and faster. And so, the Mm -hmm. piece that I look about is that one, digital is a way for me to become more productive, but also protects my time and to think about the problems that I actually want to solve you know what I mean and so as a business owner myself like uh, as we talked about before the podcast hiring is a really critical piece and interviewing and understanding how do I get the right people Um, and I can't outsource that to a machine I can outsource that to maybe another person but I still have to do a lot of the interview and thinking and so if I'm trying to replace my time and day-to-day of going through and figuring out okay cool uh, I've got to assign this project inside of um, Trello to someone else when I could do that using some form of Zapier automation or I could use it to actually free up my time as opposed to having to reply to all my emails or if I want to protect my focus, you know, using a Google Chrome extension, all of the jargon that I just use, you know, frees up my time to actually focus on that one thing, which is, okay, cool, how do I find and get the right people? And so for us, as we come into it, um, one, if you're a student and you're thinking about this, it makes you more valuable to an employer because they'll learn things from you um, if you've got digital skills, but it'll also make your job more entertaining so you can work on the cool stuff. And then the other side of this too is if you're an employee and we're already working through this is that there's just going to be stuff. I'd, I've never met an employee who's been like every single minute of my day of my job, I do something really, really fulfilling and nothing boring. So like, <laughs> if you can, you're one of those people. And I think there's you know a lot of people across the country is that there's something inside a digital boost that will give you the productivity tools to literally make your job more entertaining and exciting so you can focus on the things that you actually like. So, for me, I think that's the biggest one. And and the last piece is obviously, you know, you'll earn more money.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the day, think of the cash. (laughs) We are a financial literacy podcast after all. But, no, I think that is (laughs) a really, really good point. I'm so excited. This is really cool. Um, Next thing they need to do is one like this for financial literacy and life. Other oh life man skills.
1: A, yeah, <laughs> unreal A, I think yeah <laughs> and maybe this is a pitch to the new zealand government right now just yeah. to be like hey we actually need to up our financial literacy game because i was blown away by your instagram post right but it's still i still every time i chat with you, this is that how many people didn't know about the kiwi saver thing like mind blowing. Oh,
0: yeah <laughs> it's honestly crazy it's, it's it's crazy and it's sad and there's always more that you could upskill on and and so it, there's so much to to cover but yeah, at least covering something like digital literacy is really important too. So I'm glad that there's something like this happening. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for that, Carol. Like I really appreciate your time and going over everything there. How do we keep up with the team, Digital Boost and everyone if we want to know what's happening?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously the, the first two is just, again, I would check out the partners who are doing a really great job with this. So the Mind Lab, Tech Futures Lab, have a look at them. They do some really great stuff in the space of digital um, the team at Monarchy & Choice, they are obviously promoting the program. So if you want to follow them, they've got some great resources. But the most important ones is obviously just head to, you know, at Digital Boost NZ, find them on Instagram. Um, the website's got some pretty cool stuff. And then um, head to the Facebook page, right? It's If you just search Digital Boost, I'm pretty sure we're buying an ad for the first search term. So just click the um, ad <laughs> and follow that through. But there's a heap of stuff where you can go through and find a lot of those things.
0: Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And can't wait to see everyone start using these tools
1: yeah thank you very much for having me it's a bit of a privilege to jump back on so cheers mate
0: all right guys thank you so much for listening i really hope you were able to take something valuable away Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at the one up project and i'll catch you on the next one